2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, Paul the Apostle, this is part of his letter, last letter to son in the faith, Timothy. It's giving him some admonition. It's giving them some, some recap. He's giving him a jump point at which he can take the baton and confidently walk forward. And so he says, son, I have fought a good fight. This is just days before he would be losing his life for the gospel. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. In the future, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, thank God, hallelujah, this is where I come in, but to all, this is where you come in, but to all, this is where we come in, but to all who have loved his appearing. Now, this is a very, very motivating and an exciting bit of encouragement to everyone that's listening and everyone that reads it. But as I said at Mama's Home Going, we tend to forget the humanity of Paul the Apostle when we read this. There are times when you will live your Christian life on the mountaintop and people around you will be so impressed and happy to know that they know you, that they want to connect themselves to you. They want to be your friend. They want to say they know you. But make no bones about it. There are some things that you and I have to go through to get to this point that nobody can go through for you. This is the same guy that is confidently facing death and saying, I have no fear. I have fought a good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. I know there's a crown waiting for me. I want you to remember this and then compare it to Romans chapter 7 of the same person speaking a while before his death. Because I believe that whenever we are dealing with mountaintop experiences, we forget that the adversary is waiting 
to challenge your humanity and say, you ain't no Christian. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't do that. You, 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 you won't even say that. If you were really a woman of God, you won't flesh out like that. If you were really saved, that would not happen. But here's Paul saying, verse 19 of Romans chapter 7, when I want to do good, I don't. And when I try not to do wrong, I do it anyway. Now, if, if I am doing, and I'm reading it from the Living Translation, because it seems more like we would talk. Now, if I am doing what I don't want to do, It is plain where the trouble is. Sin still has me in its evil grasp. <laughs> this is Paul talking. I'm reading this and it feels like I'm talking. Because it doesn't matter right after fasting for seven days. And being secluded for 21 days in a dark room. Or even being Jesus. After spending 40 days. Out there. The adversary comes by and says. You think you're the son of God? Go ahead and make some stones out of these, this brick right here. You think you're the savior? Go ahead, jump off of this cliff and let's see the angels pick you up. Here's what I know. You can't stop birds from flying around your head. But ah, uh, you can stop, we can stop them from building a nest. You may not look perfect every day, but you can still win. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You may not be the shining example of God every second of your life, but your heart can be committed to God so that the adversary doesn't build any, any, any towers in there. He said, everything I want to do, I'm not doing. The things I don't want to do, that's what I'm finding myself doing. 24, it seems to be a fact of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, but there is something 
else deep in me, in my lower, base, degraded nature that is at war with my mind and wins fight and makes me a slave to sin within me. In my mind, I want to be God's willing servant, but instead I find myself enslaved to sin. So you see, it is my new life that tells me to do right, but the old nature is still inside of me and loves to sin. Oh, what a terrible predicament I'm in. Who will free me? from my slavery to this deadly lower nature. Thank God it has been done. Okay, now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, could you look at somebody and tell them, thank God it has been done. Thank God it has been done. Sister Luida, thank God it has been done. Brian, thank God it has been done. But the Scott, thank God it has been done. That when I look at myself in my own eyes, I am sorry as heck. When I look at myself through my own eyes, I see no worth. But because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of the cross, I can say, Jordan, it has been done. Not because I do everything right. Not because I'm perfect. Not because... I'm an upstanding citizen every time. But because of his grace. Woo! His grace, his grace, his grace. His unmerited favor. Woo! Oh, Lord Jesus. Woo! I know we're not supposed to preach real hard today this morning, but I can't help it, man. When God has been good to you, you, you can't just play around with the word. You can't just give a little soliloquy and be done with it. You know where he brought you from. You know how he brought you out. Hey, shatarabakayanda. Haya selebo koyena ha. Haya mashondo robo hose. Woo! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. This is the same guy from Timothy who is saying I fought a good fight. Who's saying I finished the course. Before we ever get there, he also says in 2 Corinthians chapter, seven, chapter 12 of the NLT, 
even though I have received such wonderful revelation from God, I prophesied in church. Holy Spirit got on me and I gave somebody a word of knowledge that came directly from God. And they said to me, DJ, brother, I, I thank God for you. They said to me, Brother James, I thank God for James Colvin. I had breakfast with him. And while we were eating, he spoke something to my life. That, that's what he's saying here. That's what he's saying here. Even though I have received such wonderful revelation from God that I passed on to others. Just to make sure I don't get over my myself and higher than I ought to be. I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from the devil to torment me and keep me from being proud. I want you to hear his anguish as he speaks this to God. I want you to feel the pain of having expectations put on you from your family, from people who know you saved, who have known you to be in the church for generations, who know your mama was a Christian, your dad was a somebody. And he says to God, three times I begged you. I didn't just come and talk to you. I, I didn't just write a letter to you, Brother Scott. I, I didn't just have a simple prayer in the car as I was going to work. I, I was laid out by myself and crying, begging you with tears and snot snuffling from my nose to take this from me. Said, I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time, Miss Kara, he didn't just do it one time. The adversary is trying to tell somebody in this service today that you've been asking God about whatever that issue is too many times. That boy, his ears are ringing. He got all the people to listen to done to hear your mess, the same old mess, over and over and over and month in and month out and week in and week out. He don't want to hear from you no more. Can we all say, the devil is a liar, please. Can we say that with some confidence? The devil is a liar. Look at somebody and tell him with, with, with strength, the devil is a liar. And I'm going to add his mother-in-law too. He wants to use things that he shouldn't use against us. But he's a liar. 
God didn't get flustered. I love this about my God. I love this about my dad. And I love it even more about my God. One of the things we admired about dad was he never got flustered. And Pastor Ron probably vouched for that in their relationship. It don't matter what happened. He's not going to be overtaken by the emotion. He's not going to ball with everybody else. He's not going to lose heart. Whatever happened in our family, if it got to my dad, he was going to pause and respond. Seldomly in the 78 years did I ever see him react. So I have big shoes to fill. I said, Lord, I don't know if I ever fill that shoes, but I thank you for putting him in my life. And God answers very calmly to the apostle. Could you see him, guys? Could you see him when everyone else is sitting out there? He's at the altar messing up the carpet with tears and snot. When everyone else is just being sedate and just, thank you, Jesus. The apostle is walking, looking like a crazy man in church and begging God to take stuff away from him. And God sees all of that emotion. And you know what God says? He very calmly looks at him because God knows the end from the beginning. Before we get to the end, he already was there and came back. And so he could afford to look at us and say, sweetheart, I made you. I know what's in there. That's what he did with Job. He challenged the adversary as if he didn't know, as if he and Satan were on the same level. <laughs> That's what God does. He looks at Satan and he says, Lucifer, have you considered my servant Job? That's a conversation, DJ, as if we're on the same level. As if it's a toss-up. It sounds like a 50-50. You know, it sounds like a, have you considered my guy? He's been training hard, you know. Well, I don't know if you take that stuff away from him. He may not. Well, I've seen him in action. I know his faith. Well, you just take that fence from around him. Let me have a crack. We'll see. Okay. I'll take the fence down, but you can't touch his life. When you read the exchange, it sounds like a 50-50 toss-up between God and the devil. But when the adversary's name is mentioned in our situation, you got to know that your God already went to the end of the game. The score may be close, maybe 29 to 30, but you still won. The score might be 99 to 100, but you are the one with the 100. 
And whatever is happening in the middle there, when it looks like 50-50, when it looks like you're going to lose it, when it looks like, like there is no possibility, Wendy, he's coming through. Ooh, hallelujah. Come on, look at somebody and tell him, he's coming through for me. 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 I fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept my fate. I know what's coming. I encourage you this morning with the mind of Christ, we're closing it now, to speak to yourself and tell yourself, I know what's coming. I'm, I'm done with this fussing in the middle right here. Some days are going to be good days. Some days are going to be great days. But God already went to the end and he came back. He got down in the grave, went down to Sheol and got the keys of hell and death. He defied them and said, death, where is your sting? Hell, where is your victory? That's God speaking for you this morning. Can we just declare this in Satan's face this morning, knowing that the end is as confident as God has decreed it for us? I am fighting a good fight. Go ahead. I will finish my course. I will keep my faith. And I will not be denied my crown. Because God said so. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Give God a hand this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Would you stand with me? Would you stand? You don't, we don't need anything else. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we come with hands stretched high. We come with hands stretched high. And we say, to you be all glory. Some days don't look too good. But today, we remind ourselves of who our God is. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. You created me, and you know when I'm coming home. I don't have to be fearful, Lord. I don't have to be worried. I'm not going to be stressed anymore. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay in my hiding place. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to give you thanksgiving because you are worthy. Come on, give God a, a high praise. You are worthy. You are worthy. Tell him you are worthy. You are worthy.
You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. 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 Father, we are not breaking from your Holy Spirit. We're just breaking from this service. As we leave, cover us with your blood. Bring us back safely for our four o'clock service. We are going to celebrate your goodness with our family and friends and lift you high this afternoon. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, O oh God, for allowing me to be the vessel that you could use in this moment. I release the presence of God on you. I release the glory of God in you. And I speak a fresh favor on you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your blessings, Lord. Amen. Give God a hand as you shake. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Shake your brother, sister's hand. Give him a hug. And let him know I'll see you this afternoon.